Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Hello and welcome to the I Could Never Do That podcast. I'm Carrie Barrett, and these are the stories of people who have gone into the arena and fought hard to achieve the unthinkable in spite of the fact that, yes, sometimes they are scared and do have some insecurities. Are you ready to go in? It's my hope that after hearing some of these interviews with thought leaders and artists, athletes, musicians, and entrepreneurs, that maybe you too will be able to go from, I could never do that, to, you know what? Maybe I can. Okay, this is hilarious, you guys. A couple of weeks ago, I posted on my Instagram stories, which my Instagram handle is at try to be funny. I posted a photo of me sampling a new product that I discovered last December at the running event, which is a business to business conference. The product is called Sports Buds and it is packaged potatoes. And of everything that I've ever posted on social media, I mean, I'm talking PRs, I'm talking photos with celebrities, you name it. Nothing garnered more chatter and more replies and responses than the photo of me with a package of sports buds. And the reactions were hilarious. Some people were like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I need. Other people were a little more skeptical. Tell me more. What does it taste like? What's the consistency? So I just got in touch with the CEO, Allison James, and we had a conversation. And it is truly the perfect, I could never do that story. Allison, an athlete, but also a professional musician by trade, she couldn't finish races because her stomach would be in knots when she was trying to eat the traditional gels and goos that that we all know of in the endurance world. So she took it upon herself to figure out a solution. And that solution is now on the market and ready to ship to you. It is called Sports Buds. And I am so pleased to introduce you to Allison James. Enjoy. I do want to welcome you, Allison, to the I Could Never Do That podcast. And I'm just going to spend a minute or so telling the audience how I met you. And every year in Austin, there is a conference called The Running Event, TRE, as it is affectionately named. And it's an industry conference, probably like mostly business to business, where all of the apparel companies, all of the nutrition companies, equipment, water bottles, shoes, backpacks, you name it, all come together at the Austin Convention Center and introduce new products, introduce their new lines for the year, and really just try to meet with retailers to get in stores and to to get the word out. And I, as a freelance journalist, I'm always perusing the aisles of the show because I'm always on the lookout for something new, something that catches my eye, something that's a little different than just, oh, great, another goo or uh, another trail shoe or whatever, another foam roller. And you caught my eye, Allison. That's great. (laughs) You had a booth and the product that you were pitching and showcasing is called Sports Buds. And I was intrigued immediately. So I'm always rooting for the new guy. I'm always rooting for the underdog. So I wanted to have you on to talk about how in the world you came to start packaging potatoes for endurance athletes. So if you don't mind, just start with giving me a little bit of background on you and your career. Um, well, thank you so much, Carrie, for having me on the on the program. I'm really excited to to be talking to you and see you again, and also um, tell you about this product, of course. So, I actually um, I play the violin for a living. I'm a professional violinist and do a lot of concerts. I played a lot of Nutcrackers this past <laughs> December, and uh, I met my husband at at music school. He is a classical guitarist, but um, he's a, he has another occupation now. So 
that that's my background. I teach at a school and I have a private studio and I do a lot of playing. So Excellent. Do you teach? Is it uh, at a university that you teach? No, it's a it's a small private okay. um, school, mainly um, middle to high school ages. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And okay, so <laughs> you are a violinist, a professional yeah. musician, and but I met you at an athletic conference <laughs> potatoes. So yeah. there is a big bridge that we're gonna gap, and <laughs> I know that there are a lot of I could never do that moments. So you, in addition to being a musician and a teacher, are also an avid endurance athlete. Yes? Yes. I, I try my hardest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, my license plate has says that. I try. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah. I love that. Um, so I always kind of growing up, the big thing to do would be to run the Peachtree Road Race in Atlanta. It's a 10K. It's the biggest one, I think, ever. There's maybe 60,000 people that run it now. And so that was always a big goal. Like, And I started doing that in high school, I guess, my junior year of high school. I started trying to run that race, and it would take me like all year to prepare. <laughs> and uh um, cause I really was not a runner at all. And, um, okay. So yeah, the runner and, ath- or I'm sorry, musician and athlete, never the two shall meet kind of thing. Right. Well, you'd be surprised. There's a, there's, there's a handful of athletes that are also musicians, but anyway, um, like in high school, we always had to do the mile tra- track test. I was always the last one to finish. People had to come out and try and get me to, you know, beat the clock, whatever it was (laughs) that I was supposed to do. Um, But so anyway, this peach tree was kind of a a thing that I wanted to always try and do every year, 4th of July. And um, so we did that. And then I always kept up like two or three mile runs. You know, my husband and I got married and we moved out to California. And, um, you know, California is a very beautiful, a lot of healthy, beautiful people out there. And so started exercising a little bit more, but we were living the fun life in California. (laughs) And (laughs) I just remember one night, one night we had a lot of fun and I'm sitting on my couch the next day watching the LA marathon live, you know, go on. And I looked at my husband and I said, we're doing that next year. That's what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) so we did we started training and it was a beautiful place to train along the ocean I mean they you could go forever on the the um they call it the strand in Los Angeles area is that um, where you were living in California was near Los Angeles yes yes we lived in Redondo Beach so beautiful beautiful yeah and um so anyway, we started doing the training for the marathon and, um, and that's how we got started doing. And then it was just like one after another, after another, like, oh, we got to, we're ready for this. Let's go do San Francisco. Let's go do that. You know? So we just kept piling them on. And, um, and I so love that story, I, and I'm sorry <laughs> to inter- interrupt you on that. Yeah. I love that story because you you were watching, <laughs> probably nursing a hangover. You were uh-huh. watching the LA marathon and something inside of you while watching that sparked an instant change. And I just, I love that that is, was the catalyst for you to increase your distances and do something that you never thought you could do, which was run a marathon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I exactly. Love that. I love um, that. The distance seemed really daunting at the time, of course, but I just remember watching the people, they looked so healthy and, and happy. And, um, so I just said, that's what we're doing. So, Mm. um, you know, and then through my life, I just started signing up for, um, mostly marathons, a lot of half marathons, but, um, it wasn't until I moved to Atlanta, I started doing triathlon distances and kind of up in it a little bit. So, yeah. Do you like, do you prefer marathoning to triathlon or do you like them both? Um, I definitely like triathlons cause I love swimming. So I feel like it's such a break to be swimming and 
also to be on the bike, like the bike is just so, you know, maybe I'm doing it wrong, but it just seems so, (laughs) so free to be um, like, you know, propelled the bike. It just, you know, you get a little break on the downhills and I don't know. I think it's kind of nice. It's, it's, it's a little less taxing on my body than, than just a marathon, but I, I do like, I do like running. Yes. (laughs) And it sounds like you're doing it all right, by the way, I love that. <laughs> I, I, as, as somebody who is now celebrating her 20th year doing running and oh. triathlon, I always called myself a reluctant triathlete because I'm terrible. You know, well, I'm an okay swimmer. I started off being a terrible swimmer and a decent cyclist and a good runner. So I love the multi-sport aspect of training, especially now as I get older and my body just can't tolerate all of the miles. And I don't want to, because I like the variety of it. So I appreciate the feeling that you get when you're on your bike and when you're swimming, it's just, it is, it's a, it's a childlike feeling when you're doing all three of those disciplines. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I, I like the whole transition thing. I'm really slow. Like I don't try and like run through it and, and quickly get everything off. And, you know, I'm kind of just, I do it for fun. And I don't know, it's, um, I guess, I guess that's it. I just do it for fun. Yeah. So. So tell me then you were doing a lot of events, you were increasing your distances, which meant you were training more, increasing your mileage. And yet you would always fall prey to GI and stomach issues in your training and racing. And is that because you weren't eating enough or was that because you were eating the traditional goos and gels and they were just jacking with your stomach? Um, I think early on, we probably had no idea what we were doing. Um, you know, and the goos were on the course and we were probably doing that. We did take stuff with us, like in our little pouches, I would try and eat pretzels and nuts, which I don't think it's a very good thing for my body to eat, but other people can tolerate that. But um, yeah, I learned early on that that was not, I was not doing well. Anything after 18, 15 to 18 miles, I just, I went downhill fast and it was, I could run like, you know, 20 feet and then I felt like throwing up and then I would run like 20 feet. And then my poor husband, he'd be like, come on, you know, <laughs> but, um, and then it was like, you know, the whole afternoon after the race, I'd have to just lay flat and kind of let my stomach neutralize. And so I, I learned a lot about, about that whole thing. <laughs> you yeah. Know? So do you, was it, a result in all of your experimentation and years, it sounds like of suffering. Could you pinpoint whether it was the sugar or were you getting cramps or, and nausea you said, but were you getting a lot of cramps? Was it uh, like instant? I have to go to the bathroom right now. (laughs) Yeah, no, I didn't have cramps. I, I know a lot of people do. I know a lot of people have lower GI issues. That was not my problem. I always just felt like I was going to throw up. And so it was um, just a real upset stomach. Even right now, if I even think about traditional sport things, my stomach can turn a little bit just because I just went down. It's just, I think it's the sweet for me, but I think that I am a little acidic. Like my whole body is more acidic. So I think that like anything I put in my stomach turns to acid pretty much. Mm, so, okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. And so then you start to go down a quest of experimentation and trying different things and obviously landed on potatoes. How did you come across that as a potential solution? Well, it wasn't until I went, I came to Atlanta and I started doing these longer. Like the only thing I've done the longest is like a half Ironman. I did, I did like three of them, but oh, just, um, just a half Ironman. Just. Well, <laughs> but here's when, when I see my clients, I'm like, these people are crazy. They're doing hundred mile races all the time. So, you know, mine are, are they're. 
I don't know. I'm happy about that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, I, but anyway. I love. I just love how we diminish our right. We diminish <laughs> our compliments and and live in this space of comparison with other people. Well, and I we, do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. We all do. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I was really struggling with that, and I also did. I don't know if you've heard about the Goofy Challenge down at Disney. Yes. I had signed up for that, and I did two of them, I think just at nausea, like just terrible. And, um, so I, I hooked up with this amazing woman, Alana Katz. She's a a sports nutritionist in Atlanta. And, um, she just was amazing. She's totally amazing, but she's the one that she had me on this special diet, like pre-race the whole week before the race, I would have to do this special eating. And then um, I think she thought it too was like a problem with the protein in my gut as well would cause some acidic issues. So she was really great, but she's the one that said, just make a potato and put it in a baggie and take that with you. And so that's what I started doing. And I had obviously never heard of that, but um, it's a real thing. I mean, almost everybody that walked up to us at the running event was like, oh, I do that, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> so, and I've, as I'm sure you also heard, I have been at many ultras or mostly trail races. You know, obviously you don't see a ton in triathlons just yet because uh it just I don't know if conditions allow for for some of the having the potatoes out there but but oh it's it's a thing to just barrel up to an aid station particularly in the days pre-covid where you would just have a bowl of potatoes sitting there next to a big old bowl of salt you would just pick up a potato like a whole (laughs) boiled potato and dunk it in the salt and start eating and keep going yeah Um, yeah, it's it's been around in the ultra world but i think what captures my imagination and what captures the magic of it is that you figured out a way to package it up and make it portable and easy to consume and digest. So, so you, you took what is a, what was a personal issue and a personal problem to decided to create a solution. So when did the idea well, let me get back. Let me, let me, we'll get to that. Actually, I, if you don't mind quickly, people who don't know, tell us what the goofy challenge is. And then once you started experimenting with the whole potatoes that your dietitian was recommending, did those issues that you were having dissipate? Okay. That's a very good, cause that correlates with the goofy challenge. So the goofy challenge is uh, race down at Disney World. They just had it. Now they have Dopey. And I just, <laughs> it's I, getting I, worse. Oh my God. I know. So, um, and I just said to my husband, maybe we should do Dopey. Like, Allison, I, Allison. I know. <laughs> um, so I did one of these races. I mean, I remember looking at that thinking, that is insane. Who would ever do that? And then, you know, I saw the shiny medals. And then the next week, the year and after, we had done the, half marathon a million times and then because my mother-in-law loves to do them so we always go down yeah she's an an incredibly active um woman so um we'd always go down there for vacation and so uh, then the next year I was like I'm doing I'm gonna do that and so I (laughs) signed up for one (laughs) and it's a so you you race like three or four days in a row Right. Well, so with the goofy, yeah, with the goofy, you do um, the half marathon on Saturday and then the full marathon on Sunday. And um, nowadays they have like the dopey is like a 5K and then a 10K and then the half marathon and then the full marathon and you get all these medals. It's, (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It sounds like the 5K would be fine. The 10K, by the time the marathon came, I might get tired. So (laughs) (laughs) well, our biggest problem was that our kids were little. And so they'd want to like hit the park. So I'd get done with the run and then have to take a quick shower, hit the park. And then, and the other problem with Disney is that you have to get up at like three in the morning to get to the start line 
because it starts so early. So it's yeah, that's right. Because they've got to get they've got to get the runners sort of off the course so that they could open the park. <laughs> exactly. To, exactly. I got, it, I got it. Okay. Okay. So you so, do this with your potatoes. Yeah. And so the final goofy, I did three of them because my mother-in-law was going to do it with me. And every year she kind of had a problem. And then the, then the last time she, we did it, we finished it. But anyway, the last time I had my, my big potato in a baggie and I did not get sick. I was so excited. It was, mm. it was like glorious to run and finish that thing and not be like about to throw up. So <laughs> power to the potato, man. That's right. That's right. I, <laughs> you, you know, it's something that really coats your stomach and um, keeps you full, I think. Yeah. So. Well, and you obviously now that you're a scientist of that uh, tuber, as it were, you know that the potato is pretty much the perfect food. And because it, it actually is chock full of so many minerals, there's, you know, the starch, it's like a slow releasing starch. Mm -hmm. So it's actually great for your energy. There's actually a, a fair amount of protein in potatoes. Of course, you're getting your potassium, which is you know, one of the minerals and electrolytes that we need to, during right. endurance events. So it makes absolute sense that the, a, a potato-based um, piece of nutrition would be perfect for an endurance event. Yeah, actually. And, you know, potatoes have more potassium than even a potato, uh, banana, which, ah, yeah. um, you know, not many people know that they always get the banana, but then the banana is sweet. So mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. that doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> no, so. no. And so, so, oh my gosh. <clears throat> so like the, the, uh, success bells start ringing. You've got like the key has been open to the future of your endurance racing, because now <laughs> you can actually do races and enjoy them and not fear that once you hit that mile 15 to 18 mark, that you're going to be doubled over. And right, right. And, and well, sick. yeah. And so, you know, I'm on the bike trying to scoop the potatoes out of the baggie. It's so messy. Your hands are dirty. you got the bike gloves on. And I just thought, like, wouldn't it be really good to have it like squeeze out like an applesauce thing? And that was what sent my my husband and I. We were like, ding. Mm. <laughs> so that's what started. We started trying to fix figure this out probably 12 years ago. Oh my gosh. Okay. So at the time, and even still now, you can tell me, was anyone doing anything like this? No. Oh no. Mm -mm. Well, no, and not at the time. Nowadays, of course, everybody knows you can go to the grocery store and buy just about every kind of vegetable in a pouch, but not potato, not potatoes. You can get sweet potatoes, but not um, like just regular, a white potato, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and I remember a few years ago, I don't think they make them anymore, but I think it may have been cliff or maybe it was even power bar company. They had some pouches of, I don't, it wasn't potatoes, but they tried to do like a pizza flavored that had like, a you know, salty tomato taste to it. They also came out with maybe one that may have been like a sweet potato component, but I don't think any of them lasted. Gee, go figure. <laughs> they don't, it doesn't sound that good. The pizza flavor yeah. one definitely doesn't sound that good to me. So where does one begin when you are coming at this from a musician background and now you are exploring and researching a nutrition and mm -hmm. how does one even start this process? Well, I wasn't so worried about the nutrition. I was just trying to figure out how to get it in a pouch, you know, where, how do you do that? Where do you go to do that? Like, um, so it was just, uh, thank goodness for the internet. And I just did a lot of um, searches and we, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we were like almost ready to like talking to the manufacturer. Yep, we can do this. Pick out your pouches. We're ready to go. And then we get the phone call that says we can't do this. 
nobody could make, um, could deal with the different kind of pH balance of a potato. Oh, because would that, it, was it a consistency thing then that would be in the pouch? Would it? Would uh, it- no, it's the way that they, the way that they like make the potato and then try and get it into the pouch. Like with applesauce, they call that an aseptic seal hot fill. And so applesauce is brought up to a really high temperature to kill off any bacteria. And then they put it in the pouch immediately and seal it off. And so that's how that is made. But with potatoes, you can't fill it hot or else it will just turn green. Kind of like an avocado turns brown over time, you know, like a potato would just get like green. Yeah. Ooh. Yikes. Okay. How right, many, right. Yeah. Yeah. So then, okay. So you realized that that wasn't going to work. Yeah. We were all over North America, all in Canada, trying to find people. I mean, I think we spent six years. I did six years. We had the name, we saved the name we saved. I had like the whole image of what I wanted it to be like, kind of, sort of, and we let it drop. It was just too overwhelming to keep working. The kids were young and just could not, couldn't, we just, and so we let it drop for probably five or six years. And so um, we always go to Chatham, Massachusetts, which is the little elbow up there in the New England. Um, My sister has a house there. And so every year we go and it's beautiful there. And, you know, you go for a walk or a run and these big houses overlooking the ocean. And my husband and I were like, well, wouldn't it be great to have a place like that? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) You know, they, these people do not play the violin for a living. You know, I'm pretty sure (laughs) even if I played in a rock band at, you know, like a successful rock band, I still wouldn't have that. (laughs) Right. Um, So we were like, you know, they probably own their own businesses or invented something. And so we were like, we got to make a call about sports, but so we did another little Google search that afternoon. We were on the phone with a company that said, yes, we can help. We can do this. And brand new machine. They had I mean, they have a patent on this machine, um, but the technology is new and they were able to help us do what we needed to do. Oh, that's unbelievable. Was it a a manufacturer by chance that did like baby food or something? Because I know that you've seen potatoes. Don't they have squeezable stuff for baby food? Absolutely. Yeah, they do. No, this is a brand new company. Um, brand new machine, brand new technology. And mostly, I think they're developing their own line of a liquid um, that with different types of nourishment that uses um, like other products of fruit, like to not to not waste anything. They're using that to get the nutrients to add of whatever, you know, like, I guess if you were going to use a juicer machine, all that extra stuff that doesn't get juiced, I think they're, they're trying to do something with that and make some kind of a liquid, but anyway, that's their own line, but they do other, a lot of other work for other people. But, um, uh, so, but now that they're, they're, run it up and running they do a lot of other work for other people but this is they've never done potatoes before and our potato product has caused them some trouble (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like it definitely didn't run smoothly like our first run was last february so we have only been at this for um for uh, you know almost a year um and it just mucked up their machines it wouldn't go through the pipes and um our first batch was good, but it's not as good as it is now. We kind of reformulated a little bit during the summer. We, um, we sold out of our first batch and, um, that is fantastic. And was that just through word of mouth marketing or just local, local marketing that you were doing in the Atlanta area? Yeah, no, I have done um, a lot of social media marketing, um, Instagram and Facebook. Um, and so anybody wants to follow us on sports buds can, they can, (laughs) I love Um, it. Yes. 
Um, and uh, I sat down and basically took the Google map and punched in running companies and got every single running company in Atlanta and in Georgia and in Florida and North Carolina. I sent a letter with a brochure to every single running company. You know, I didn't do every state, but I certainly did like probably 35 states. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot that, of the 50. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, you always hear, uh, I think one of the philosophies of business that you always hear is inch, uh, inch wide mile deep. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't spread yourself too thin, but focus on maybe a small area and go deep, 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 which of course it sounds like you did with Georgia and Florida and mm-hmm. that, that Southeast region at first, but yeah, 35 states is quite the quite the outreach, especially with all of the running stores and the running companies. And yep. were you met with uh, enthusiasm? Uh, no, I got a lot, I, a lot of no answers, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, but there were a lot, a lot of people curious about it. And so I have a handful of stores that, um, you know, a couple in Tennessee, a couple um, in Florida, one here in Georgia, that um, they were in, intrigued by my product and were willing to carry it, you know. Um, so that I love was that you're always going to be grateful to those early partners of yours. Definitely. For sure. Definitely. Did you, did the formula then since you mucked up the machines on the, yeah. uh, on the printer or on the, I'm going to call it the printer, but it wasn't yeah. the printer, the packager. <laughs> uh, did you then have to just completely redo your formula to make it more machine friendly? And if so, what did you do? Yeah. So, um, all along, um, I just wanted potatoes and water and so salt, potatoes, water, salt. That's all I wanted. And my husband kept saying, I think we need some kind of like oil, like olive oil. And I was like, gross. No, we can't do that. (laughs) And so like we literally, I think we made a hundred recipes in our kitchen of like avocado oil and olive oil. That was gross. Avocado was okay, but it had a weird aftertaste. But um, we tried hemp oil, which was gross. <laughs> we tried yeah, sounds bad. a million different things to try and get it to be just a little creamier in consistency. We needed it to be more, uh, more liquid, not liquidy, but like the consistency to be creamier rather than thicker. It needed to be not so thick. And so, um, so it was just a real balance of, um, will we add this much water? We're going to add this much. And so we came across grapeseed oil, which is really good for you. Um, it's incredibly good for your heart. And it's just a little touch of grapeseed oil. And it kind of gives it like a, a buttery, creamy taste almost. So, um, you know, I hesitated to put anything else in that product, but I think that it, it helps it helps the consistency and helps the taste. So, so I, I think we're happy with, with what we've done so far. Yeah. And it didn't necessarily change the nutrition content of it. Um, you know, maybe a little more fat in there, but that's not such a bad thing too. Right. Right. On the, out there on the course. And you also, which you'll probably get to, you actually have multiple flavors. <laughs> and so you've got, of course, your standard white potato, just like your original, we'll call it. Uh, and then you also have white cheddar and sour cream and chives. So who got to pick which flavors <laughs> are going to, uh, were going to be the brand extension and how did you land on those? Well, that's interesting. So we um, have some good friends who she's also my, um, like my artistic person too, designer, and she's helped with all our materials. But um, we got together and the the flavors just started rolling. I mean, bacon and cheddar. (laughs) So we, we went down the idea of doing salt and vinegar, like salt and salt and vinegar potato chips. But the problem is, so I want everything to be organic. 
everything organic and they are however only our like original sea salt flavor is organic because it is too hard to get the organic certifications right now um i don't know why it's almost like they are just backed up or something okay. so okay. when we okay. so all of our flavorings are um are organic but when we went to go get the our organic cert that's a whole thing too mm -hmm. like to get all these certifications it's not just like oh good it's organic then you have to get the certifications from the the supplier and then we can make our product also certified so yeah you can't uh, just slap that logo on there no, without right. this certificate and i'm right. i'm just looking at a photo of on your website of the three packages and yeah you can very clearly see the original the you know the potato with the celtic sea salt um i i see all of the like the organic usa certified organic that is the one obviously that's also vegan mm -hmm. uh, for, for my for my plant-based athletes who mm -hmm who want to stick with uh, a strict vegan diet. So that original is going to be perfect for them. Yeah. So white cheddar, I can totally see. I, I got it. And by the way, I sampled all three of these at uh, the running event. So I know I already know they're great and, and super <laughs> flavorful. Uh, the white cheddar is as good as you would imagine it being. Sour cream and chives. I would just love to put that like on my plate, you know, on my right. food. Um, right. It it definitely uh, that one. I, I'm sure you have like the cult following of that one <laughs> uh, <laughs> because yeah. I I definitely had that onion taste, the chives yeah. taste afterwards, yeah. which I'm like, hmm, how would that work in a in a hundred mile race or whatever? Yeah. Do you do you definitely have your cult following and your groups that just like love their specific flavors yeah we're getting yes we are we are building a clientele that is now becoming repeat buyers and um and and most of them want the multi-pack we sell a multi-pack of, of all three and um so I think that's, a, but it's surprising. I get a lot of just plain orders too. Mm -hmm. We thought that the cheddar would go like super fast, but it's, it's the multi or the, or the plain. We're not getting like super, a ton of, you know, only it. cheddar or only sour cream. And I have to say, I think that a lot of the bike riders and a lot of the hikers and like the super long distance endurance runners will gravitate towards the flavors because they're a little more like real food. They want real food, but they can't stomach it necessarily, you know? Oh, that makes so. perfect sense. Uh, and honestly, that's the first time I thought of it in that context of if you are a through hiker or e even a, like a, if you're doing a multi-day event mm -hmm. yeah the flavors actually help combat some palate fatigue too so exactly yeah, you, you do want that variety but yet you still need something that's going to be easy on your digestive system so that makes perfect sense to me um yeah yeah that thank you for for bringing that up because i hadn't thought of it in those terms i'm thinking from my little myopic <laughs> lens of what I do. And there are people out there that are doing, as you said earlier, just some insane, insane events. I know. Well, we yeah. were represented at the Kadona 250 out in Arizona, which is a 250 mile race. And these people, they go like for days doing this. So I can imagine like you just want some real food, you know, at, at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the packaging just and of course I'll have photos and everything in the show notes, but the packaging, just so people can get it an understanding of it. Can you describe it? I mean, I would imagine it's just like a, like a baby food pouch or like a yogurt pouch, but the, the top of it is a little unique to me. Is that a resealable top? It is. You can reseal it. So that doesn't ooze out all over your stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, the packaging was a little bigger than I wanted it to be, but I didn't have any options. The option, the only option is to go bigger. These are the package packages that fit with this machine. 
Mm, so, okay. so okay. that's, that is what we went with. Yeah, <laughs> and so, <yeah. laughs> and uh, um, the calorie count is a little lower than I wanted as well, because that is the only amount of calories I can fit in that thing without putting like more oil or more, you know, like, and I just didn't want that in, yeah, in, what, the, in the pouch. What is, what, what is the calorie count for each of the flavors, um, do you know? The plain is 60 calories and the two, two flavors are 80, um, you know, and so I, I struggled with that a lot because I think, you know, a good rule of thumb is that you're going to try and get a hundred calories, give or take, depending on your body per hour of endurance exercise. So I, I tend to eat very little when I'm out on doing things. Um, but there are probably some bigger men that like to eat maybe 200 calories when they're out doing, you know, right, so I, right. I think that the balance is if you put that with a little bit of a energy drink, it, it makes up the difference, you know, oh, caloric yeah. wise, caloric yeah. wise. Um, but again, you know, I've, I've gone on some 10 mile runs and I only needed one and um, it just, then I was satisfied like for hours afterwards, you know, like it, the potatoes really keep you full. So I agree. And I think that that's the beauty of that slow release, releasing starch that, that a potato brings, because when you take a gel, you know, your typical goo or cliff blocks or whatever, it, it is an injection of sugar into your system. And to me, it's almost like a lightning flash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you get it in, you feel great for about 45 minutes. And then you have to take another and another where when you do have a sort of time released starch like this, it, mm-hmm. it does allow you to remain satiated for a little longer than yeah. a typical gel. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, what are some of the success stories that you've heard from athletes now that you're going to these races and they're trying your product. What are some of the success stories that you're hearing? I just think anytime somebody gives me feedback and just how much they loved it, I just had somebody to go down and do the, they did the dopey Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they, they had to have it. So we had to get it to them quick before they left. And he said he had no stomach issues it was great. It's now his, you know, and so whenever I hear somebody that can benefit from it, I just, it, it almost makes me want to cry. Cause I just years of suffering. Um, I, it's just, if I can help somebody else, that's, that's, that's very successful to me. <laughs> I love so, that. I love that. And yeah. right now, uh, unless it's at a retail store near you, um, like right now you have direct to consumer on your website, correct? So people can go to sportsbuds.com and order directly from your site. Definitely. Definitely. And we are, um, we have all different kinds of um, payment options and it is on Amazon as well. Oh, okay. They can can go to Amazon, look it up. So you launched in 2021 officially and Mm -hmm. I met you in December of 2021 at the running event where you were introducing yourself to retailers and, and buyers and folks like me uh, who work in the, the media space. What does 2022 hold for the company and for you personally? What races do you have? Well, I think for, for the company, I think we just want to keep expanding our um, retail base. You know, the, thank goodness the, the running event was something that we only decided to do six weeks before the event. (laughs) (laughs) And we did a little scramble to get a booth together and decided to drive from Atlanta to Texas because we didn't know how to ship anything or, you know, so it was it was crazy. And I had to get, I had to fly home. My poor husband had to drive home, um, by himself. Cause I had to get to the nutcrackers. So I oh, to, yes, you so, had to play. You had to, yeah, play. I had to get back for Christmas concerts. But, um, so I think we just want to expand our, our, our retail base. And of course our clientele, you know, uh, um, and, uh, 
I think that would be, we're trying to get into some more expos. I think I'd like to try and do like an outdoor expo, kind of a, you know, hiking expo, because mm-hmm. this would really target that, that group, I think. But um, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Are you going to be at any events yourself this year? Um, person like for an expo with my products or just my racing? Both. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a, a, a new year's resolution every year to do two half marathons. So I will do something. Um, last year I did a, a virtual potato marathon. (laughs) (laughs) It it. It was the Idaho potato marathon. So I I thought I had to do that just to get the t-shirt, but, um, yeah, I think I'm gonna, I kind of, I have taken a little bit of a endurance break, um, trying to get this product off the ground. And so I think my husband and I want to sign up for an ultra of some sort, just to kind of connect with our clients, you know? And, um, so I don't know what it's going to be, but I, we're going to do that. Um, and I would definitely like to do a couple triathletes this, this summer, get yeah. some, some done. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did one last year. It was, I, I did one with my daughter. It was a short one oh, and okay. that was, that was her first time doing it. And, um, it was really fun. So I, I, I kind of miss it. I love it. Well, and I think we, <clears throat> I think we all missed it the last two years or definitely the year of 2020 that, that where everything disappeared, certainly. Right, and, right. I know last year I got to hop back in on some some races, both on the trail and some triathlons as well. And so it you don't know what you got till it's gone. And so I love that uh, gravel riding is exploding. I love that the ultra scene and the trail mm-hmm. running scene is exploding because it gets people outside and it gets people in nature. And I really don't think that there's anything in life that's better than that. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Being able to be outside. So this show is called, I could never do that. And the main reason I was so intrigued by your story is because I knew your background. You had told me when we met that you had come from this, professional musician background and suddenly you became the purveyor of trying to get potatoes into uh into the world (laughs) and so how many was there times during this process of the last 12 years that you're just like I cannot I could never do this I I don't know how we're going to get this done and and if so what did you guys do and how did you just keep moving forward? Because I think that's a lesson for all of us to learn. Yeah, well, I mean, I can tell you our five-year hiatus from doing this, um, you know, we just, we were very defeated that um, this was not going to work. There was no way to do this. And so um, it's kind of fun that we just kind of slipped back into it, you know, with that one, like, maybe we should try again. And um it was, it was really a God thing that, um, he directed us to these people with one phone call, um, after so much trial and error, but I, you know, even this past year, a lot of times I have said, this is just too hard. I can't do this. I, I say it over and over sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's not that, it's not that the business is that hard per se, because, you know, I could figure it out. I can figure anything out, probably. It's just that it's hard to do all of it, you know, um, mm, all the yeah. all the different aspects of of my life, <laughs> you know. Yes, and so yes. I think sometimes when when the potatoes get difficult, then I definitely think I I can't do this. This is too much. And then you but, get a then you'll get a letter from a client or an athlete that says that you saved their race. Exactly. (laughs) Or I get a new, a new retail line. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. (laughs) So yeah, I think it's just the small wins that the, the very small wins, you know, every time, every time I get an order, my husband and I say, say a little, thank you. Thank you, God, (laughs) you know, um, just, you know, so just to, 
I don't know. It, it, it makes us happy that, that it's, it's continuing. So I think that keeps us going. Well, I'm rooting for you big time. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you what, I have already been spreading the, the sports spud love on the running group that I am a part of here locally in Austin. Um, and people are intrigued and we want more. And I just said, I have got to talk to Allison to get her on the show to, to expose you to as many people as, as possible in this new phase that you're in, which is basically your launch phase to, to the public. So if there's anything that I, or any of us that are listening to this right now, there's anything that we can ever do to support you, i.e. buy the product, uh, (laughs) let us know and, and keep us posted. Is there anything else that you would want people to know about you and, or the product? Well, I mean, we really care about what we're doing. Um, you know, every package is packaged with love and, um, and sent off in hopes that it gets there fast so they can use it. And we, we just really believe in this product, um, that it's, it's something that can help a lot of people, I think. Um, not just endurance athletes, but, you know, I've had pregnant people say, oh, it really helped me and, you know, get me through my day. And um, so I just hope that, um, that people enjoy it and, and find it as useful as, as I have. Um, and we're trying to really keep the quality high, keep it organic and, and really be good for you. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Carrie, for having me on. Okay. My movers and my shakers, my endurance athletes, my triathletes, my runner friends, sports spuds is the website for you to, you know what, even if you don't order anything, just check it out. Share some love to Allison and her team because I love how she ended her podcast by saying that she really cares and that she wants people to feel good. And so I want her to feel good. So please show some love. And if you do feel an inkling, please order some uh, some sports buds and let them know how it worked for you and let them know you heard about it right here by listening to her story on the I Could Never Do That podcast. Until next time, thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon.